Today on Gamerhead Radio, Snake! Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am Viking Jesus, Mike Nemitz. I'm snacking on mozzarella sticks. And happy birthday. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it's kind of, kind of a birthday. Just swallow. Just swallow. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has already took a weird turn. <laughs> We're only 30 seconds in. <laughs> yeah, it kind of birthday. Uh, two years ago today, I actually became, of course, Viking Jesus. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Well, I walked right into that one. <laughs> um, of course, two years ago from when we're recording, not when you're listening to it, because you can listen to it fucking whenever, but, you know, that's how podcasts go. Anyway, over in the red corner, from Weighing. Parts Unknown. Weighing a buck thirty what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't answer that. The Angry Barnyard Sanimal... Sanimal? Animal himself, <laughs> Mr. Goat. Hi, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, you've had a busy weekend. Busy week. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but uh, ten-hour shifts, pra- band practice, and two shows back-to-back. And now we're current. <laughs> and in the blue corner, from Equestria, the Technotronicorn himself, Mr. Charlie Worthley. I have no problems with that introduction. <laughs> Charlie. Well, since you hate repetition, that's the only time you'll hear it this month. I, I'm also okay with that. <laughs> Apparently he's on a four-week cycle. Uh, busy, not busy. Actually, it's not a busy week in games. What the hell am I thinking? GDC was last week. Um, so Game Developers Conference just happened. Uh, awards were handed out, etc. I got a lot of Twitter followers because apparently Austin was talking about me to people. He was like, yeah, this dude sawed a fucking guitar in half. I'm like, thanks? This is literally something anybody could do, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So why are you in the history books? Saw a guitar in half. (laughs) Hey, whatever, man. I'll take it. Um, Not many big releases this coming week, except for the expansion to Diablo 3. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls, which... Okay. <laughs> Expansion Diablo 3. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the extent of it. We're we're getting into the slow season because you look into April and the only two big releases are like Elder Scrolls Online and Connect Sports. Both blockbusters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't forget the um the 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 second part of the um BioShock Barrel at Sea comes out this week too. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, which means I'll finally I'll, I'll you'll finally them. play all yeah. of the burial at sea stuff. Yeah, because yeah. you said you weren't going to play the first part until the second part came out. Yeah, which you know go r- rightly um, razz me for because of my whole wishing for more episodic gaming. But in uh-huh. this, like I say, in this case, it's because I did not hear good things about the first one. I didn't want to be left on kind of a letdown for a long period of time. Right. So this this way I can go right into the second one, hoping that it's that it's better and makes right. up for it. Cool. Part so. of me wishes, hopes that it's not, and he's like, damn it, I could have broke up this depression. <laughs> um, no, yeah, one, one move, right off, just like a band-aid. <laughs> and two, they screwed. I'm Thanks, gonna, Bioshock. I'm going to play the whole disappointing thing in one shot. Anyway, 
Well, you have fun with that, Charlie. I'm gonna, I'm going to hope that the second part is better than the first part. Me too. <laughs> Um, Goat, did you manage to find time to play anything this week? Yes. Okay, go on. Uh, I, not a lot, but I did get through episode two of uh, Wolf Among Us. Did you enjoy it? Yes and no. It was a lot like, I don't know, Telltale needs to really kind of diversify here because it was a lot like Walking Dead. Like, it was... More build-up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, guys, I just played episode two of your other game and it was the same shit, like... Pretty much. This one should have been like, I don't know, nuclear warfare or something. Just something weird. Or it, it was the same thing, just insert new characters. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't... Like I said, if I wouldn't have... If I wouldn't be playing both Telltale games at the same time, it probably would have been better. better. But the fact that you just played yeah. both episode twos back-to-back -back is just like, hey. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I just did a this. pattern here. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's good. It's it's still keeping me interested. Um, Not very twisty. No. I was like, all right, wait for episode three. Thanks for that. Let's... Have you read the comics? Um, some okay. bits and pieces. Um, I I know of them and I've seen panels, but I wouldn't say I've read like an entire volume. So just for my own curiosity and the curiosity of anybody else that's listening. So, like The Walking Dead is mm -hmm. a it's an original story that's just in the Walking Dead universe. Yes. Mm -hmm. The Wolf Among Us games are they same idea or they do they follow the comic story or? I think they follow the comic story closer than The Walking Dead does. Okay. But it's still not the exact thing. I, I, I'm not... I don't know. I've never read the comics, so I can't speak for certain. Okay. But that's what I understand. Okay. That, that would be... I'd say that's probably correct. Okay. It's a lot... Like, it's real close to the comics because there's, there's not, a lot, not a lot of, like, freedom with that world yeah. as there is with Walking well, Dead. See, I, th I think the way it was is that Walking Dead is entirely new characters, story, settings, everything. I think uh, Fables is, you know, it's the same characters, it's the same setting, but oh, right. okay. different story. Okay. So, gotcha, gotcha. So, was that it? Uh, that's it. <laughs> I, I know how busy your week's been. I, I don't blame you for only getting that in. Charlie. Um, I had absolutely zero on the books until Friday, and over Friday, Saturday, and then um, like a couple hours earlier today, I started and finished Call of Duty Ghosts. That come from Gamefly? It did. Because I was going to say, I don't think you'd buy that of your own accord. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> no. Um, uh, I, 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 I've said it. I, I've said it like a half a dozen times now, but I keep. I'm going to say it again because it's. I think it describes my opinion of the Call of Duty and Battlefield campaigns so well. Mm -hmm. They're the Jerry Brockheimer movies of gaming. Oh like, yeah. They are they're action packed. They are fun. They're not going to be winning any awards for their for the you know for the campaigns. You know they're they're not Oscar winners or right. you know by any means. Yeah. But they are fun, and I will say that Ghost is in my top two, maybe my favorite campaign of all of the really? Call of Duty Battlefield type games. Yeah, I found it to be a ton of fun. Wow! Like you no, know, I'm going to have to look into it because of the you know it you know it uh, without giving anything away. Um, uh, you know, anybody who's seen any of the trailers knows that part of it happens in space, so that really appe appealed to the sci-fi geek in me. Of course. And, of, you know, the whole, the dog part of it, mm -hmm. loved it. Absolutely loved it. Really? I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it was thrown in there, like, it just as like a cheese ball thing. Yeah. Like, the mechanics were fun. Um, the, um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely enjoyed the game. Again, it's absolutely nothing I would pay for, because it was a six-hour <laughs> campaign. Right. You know, Call so, of Duty is a multiplayer game, and you're not a multiplayer person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, pe yeah people only buy that. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, it's absolutely a rental, but I am, I have no regrets playing it. It was, it was, it was a hell of fun. It was a hell of a lot of fun. So, so, <clears throat> excuse me, to get this straight, you want a single player first person shooter with space and dogs and you'll buy it every time. 
The chances are high, yes. Okay. <laughs> Those are two out of three things he loves. Now, the one thing this didn't give me is the dog was never in space. So, that's you called, give me that? That would have made a game of the year for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's Ghost 2. Yeah. Oh, God. Dogs in space. Activism were available for hire. <laughs> they have to do that, though. They have to do the Muppets in space thing just with dogs. <laughs> one of the things I love about these games so much is that they, is the, how they, I, I feel Call of Duty does this better than Battlefield does. They do a little bit too, mm-hmm. but just with the way that they vary up the gameplay, like being able to like, you know, like, you know, jump between like, you know, you know different you know, scenarios and different, yeah. like, you, you know, know, being in like a satellite and shooting missiles down as yeah. you know, the whole targeting sequence, they don't last long by any means, but just like those little breaks of the monotony yeah. of, of, of just the first person shooter of all of a sudden now, you know, now I'm in a, I'm, I'm controlling a it, drone and I have to drop missiles down it, on stuff. Like, it, it makes it feel like the game's not repetitive. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yep. Uh, so I, I actually had a heck of a load of games to play this week. I finished Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy. Uh, great game, great story. Probably my second favorite Layton game behind Unwound Future. Um, definitely recommend it to fans of the franchise. Um, finished that. Dove right into uh, Metal Gear Solid, Ground Zeroes. After that two hours was up, I, <laughs> I uh, played some Titanfall. I'm actually enjoying Titanfall. I'm actually pretty good at Titanfall, which is weird. I've been consistently in the top three of every match I've played so far. And after the single campaign for Titanfall, you played... Oh, wait. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I'm I'm going to try to start chipping away at my JRPG-ridden backlog, and I started Tales of Vesperia yesterday. Nice. Wow. I actually I got through maybe half of that game before I got, to, <laughs> before I got distracted by other things. But I, I enjoyed it. That's at a the time. compliment coming from you for the game. I got through half the game before I didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> it was only three years of my life. <laughs> it, it got a little repetitious for me. Well, um, yeah, it's a JRPG. Well, I mean, like I've I've never quit a Final Fantasy game before, so you know it's um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's my first. Entry into the Tales franchise, so we'll see where it goes. I've got four others on my shelf that I get to grind through, but eventually not playing them back-to-back because I learned that the hard way a couple years with Final Fantasy games. Uh, But anyway, that's what we did this week in games. Let's see what the industry did this week in games. Coming in at number five, Walmart's doing game trade-ins now. Which means... Sweet, I can get lots of money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that that's good. I see what you did there. That, no, you can't. Um, that's impossible. They already have low, low prices. They're gonna trading's gonna be even lower than that. So I can get just a little bit of amount of money. <laughs> yeah, but the difference here is now you can use that Walmart credit and buy your groceries with the Call of Duty games that you don't want anymore. Wait, credit? I can't get money. Nope. Walmart will not be offering cash because apparently GameStop's still doing that. Yeah, but it's significantly less. Yeah, yeah, I think they cut like all of it, thirty-five percent or something like that. It's like ninety-nine percent. They're like, we'll give you forty bucks for this game, but if you want cash, it's forty cents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, they're they're interesting thing. Um, they're taking game trade-ins like software. They're taking it online through their website, also in store. The same. You know, How does online work? You ship it to them? Amazon does that too. Yeah, Amazon oh, okay. Does. Amazon actually usually has the best trade-in value of anybody. 
the kicker is that they're incredibly picky about the games they take for trade-in. It needs to have, like, the case and the met. It needs to be complete. Well, yeah. Well, meanwhile, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, all of them, they don't even need the case. They just need the disc, and it needs to not be a fake disc. Some people will even let fake discs go by because they're bad at their jobs. Seriously? So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I don't remember Titanfall being written in Cran. Must be a limited edition. <laughs> I didn't know Dragon Tail characters made a cameo in Skyrim. This is great. <laughs> I really thought there was an R in Dragon Origin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they'll take game, they'll take software in store and online. They'll also take consoles, but only online, which seems backwards to me. Yeah, wouldn't you want to like see the console before it shows up in the mailbox? Y y you'd think I I. I guess just the logistics of, like, testing it and verifying that it's good and everything. They don't want to put that on the store's end. It's so simple, though. I mean, they do it at Best Buy. And literally we are just... talking about Walmart. This is true. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I look forward to seeing all the people that get angry that they traded in their entire 300-game collection and couldn't even buy a box of cereal. Yeah. But they tell you up front what they're going to give you, right? Well, yeah, but uh, people... This is Walmart we're talking about. <laughs> you can get two fifty. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. Can I put it on my link card? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. There's go there's going to be some kind of like whatever. There's going to be like a rise in like stolen games and stuff like that. Just now that it's from Walmart, I'm not. I'm not I am, and I'm not playing into the stereotype that people that shop at Walmart are. Look, there's a website, all right? Just play into it. <laughs> I was I was hoping Goat was going to play in here because I think it's, he hates Walmart more than any of us. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, there are rules and then there are stereotypes. This is not a rule, but stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically validated. Okay. Coming in at number four. Hey, you guys remember when we talked about Nintendo last week? Vaguely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I think they listened to us. Or someone did. Okay, we. It's I'm us. going to take credit, but we're probably not going to do. We prob whatever. Um, <laughs> so the hashtag Nintendo Redirect is currently trending on Twitter. Uh, this is a lot of people that have just kind of started using it, and they're telling Nintendo just like, hey, by the way, we want F Zero games and Star Fox games and Metroid games, and we want a console that doesn't rely on a gimmick. Basically, everything we said last week. Um, now has like we know what we're talking about. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's uh, it's like we've been gaming for a while, you know. I I just thought that was funny that it popped up because we has many brains. Well, you know, and I, I, and I thought it was clever Nintendo redirect off of their Nintendo directs because you know that's their, that's their <laughs> videos. Hey, oh yeah, that's about as fun as the Xbox One Eighty. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I also enjoyed that. But uh, yay, internet for puns. <laughs> So it makes me wish that I could go back to the episode we did last week and just rename it hashtag Nintendo Redirect. Uh -huh. But I mean, technically we can do that, but... But, I mean... <laughs> Nintendo know. don't will work. <laughs> Nintendo don't. Yeah, yeah just, just, God. So good. Anyway. So yeah, Nintendo Redirect. Uh, coming in at number three. So at Game Developers Conference this past week, Sony announced Project Morpheus, which... Is... <laughs> yeah, that. Thank you, It's Charlie. been a while since I've done a fanfare of any kind. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. I don't want to get out of practice, really? you know. You went with that? I figured it would have been like, take the blue pill. 
<laughs> also valid. <laughs> what if I told you that the PlayStation VR headset isn't as all it's cracked up to be? <laughs> Sorry, I had to make a Matrix reference, too. Um, so Project Morpheus was revealed. It's a virtual reality headset exclusively for PS4, which... Okay. Um, they showed it on stage with demos. Uh, particularly entertaining was uh, Sony guy uh shuhei yoshida one of the head guys from sony worldwide creative studios um playing a god of war demo with the virtual reality headset and he wasn't very good at it but it was just funny to see him flailing around on stage oh that would make me vomit that's a lot of whipping around so, like and first stuff. person yeah wow so like he was whipping his arms and like the chain blades were like going forward and stuff like it was weird interesting yeah um it sounds like a neck injury waiting to happen what what yeah. Could you could you imagine suddenly they start giving you like peripherals kind of like they did with the Wii when it first came out? It's like you've got these foam chain blades that you're just like whipping around your bedroom, you're knocking your things over, your cat hates you and you know, fuck it. I think I just saw into Charlie's future. <laughs> there is something on Kickstarter right now that's actually almost that. It's, you know, like the mo- foam the- chain blades? <laughs> well, no. Or injured cat. Uh, no. I mean that might be on Kickstarter. That's not what I'm referring to. Um no, it's uh it's you know the mocap suits with like the little white balls all over them? It's yeah. That's for home. It, uh, it's it's like I you, mean I could just get a pair of spandex stuff and attach golf it, balls all uh, over it. And, okay. Please don't. <laughs> the point is that it's supposed to go with the Oculus Rift. And oh. so when you can be holding a gun peripheral in your hand, and so there will be a camera tracking your movements so that... It would know, know where the gun is supposed to be positioned. And right, stuff and like so that. you're on screen gun, so it's just it's that much more immersive VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when you put your hand out in front of you, your hand actually goes out in front of you Interesting. in your visor. Yeah, and that totally makes online gaming perfect, because I'm not coming over to your house to watch you change into that suit. <laughs> it's... And I'm not changing Why into not? that suit at your height. That's weird. I don't think this. I, I haven't looked at. It. I only heard about it on, a, on, an, on. I only heard about it on another podcast. Oh. Um, I don't think there's actually like a spandex suit involved. I think it's um, just I balls. Think it's much. I, <laughs> yes, it's just balls. Save wow. as a text message tone. <laughs> Which brings up the idea that your online buddy has to hear you go. Oh, give me a second. I need to put my balls on. <laughs> You mean you don't say that online now? Well, I do, but it usually (laughs) comes with a uh, language. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a parental advisory sticker that you put on. No, they just uh, report me for language. (laughs) So now I have a question. I want to know what you guys think about this. I have an answer. So with the Xbox 360, the Kinect, um, I believe that they they claim might still be whatever, uh, one of the fastest-selling electronics accessories of all time or something like that. Um, as far as console accessories goes, is I believe it has the highest attach rate of any accessories ever sold. The 360 great. does. The the I think the original Connect has the highest attach rate okay. of a console accessory. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, ever released, and the Connect itself, I believe, was one of the fastest selling electronics accessories at the time, beating out the previous record holder of of one of the iPhones or the iPad or something like that. Yeah. Um. So. Nintendo, uh, excuse me. So uh, Microsoft has has a success in their portfolio. The Wii, um, I believe, it's safe to say that the balance board, you know, while you know, I believe it's safe to call that a relative success. You know, as far as console accessories yeah. are concerned. Yeah. Um, I think there's enough of them out there, um, and that they sold enough of them. That, no, believe um, me, there's enough of them out there. Okay. <laughs> um, when was the last time Sony had a successful console accessory? Because I'm not counting the Move. The PlayStation Four camera. 
You can't find it in stock anywhere. I'm not even kidding. Okay, but that uh, that does that does not prove that it was a success. That just proves that it's hard to find. That's, yeah, I'll give you that. That's current, so you really can't gauge that. Yeah. And what about? I mean, so like, I mean, I don't think the cameras have that high of an attach rate. I don't think the move. I mean, the move did not. I, I think is considered to be a relative failure. I think the last one they had before that was iToy. The iToy wasn't even that popular. No. Yeah. Maybe like it, was, it was neat, but everyone's just like, Ew. oh, I know what. Maybe it was Game Shark for PS One. <laughs> I don't think I count that as a Sony accessory, <laughs> but you might be right. Wait, um, you guys played without it? <laughs> it wasn't made by Sony, was my point. But you might still be right. No, Charlie learned how to alter his PS1 games at a very young age, so he didn't need it. <laughs> I started with PS2. Oh. Well, fine, be that way. The, um, the only PS2 in existence I know of that had a server tower. <laughs> <laughs> Discless system. Don't know how I did it. I, I, you're joking. You're not joking. <laughs> Um, I, that's a good point. I can't think of anything because the PlayStation Move, like it was, you know, it was the same kind of thing as the camera. Like it was, you know, hard to find at first, but that doesn't mean it was successful necessarily. So well, then after all the reviews came out, everybody pretty much said it was just PlayStation Wii. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I own a PlayStation Move. I like it, but there just wasn't anything for it. No. At least the Wii had, you know, tons of. Shots. Most of them were misses, but occasionally <laughs> there was a hit, you know. So, but I mean, know. there's no way this thing is going to cost any less than three hundred dollars. I mean, this is an accessory for a single video game console. What are the chances in hell that this thing has? With all the with all that kind of stuff put together, I don't think it would do. It, it would have to promise something like revolutionary. But the the thing the thing I think Sony has behind them. Because you look at like the Oculus Rift and stuff like that. The thing about the Oculus Rift is that it's really hard to get a hold of because they can't fund the parts. Sony's got the money so that they can mass produce this thing like no other and get it in stores. I found something interesting about that, by the way. Com tangent, but Go on. with the with the with them having a hard time finding the parts, uh -huh. it's only for the first version. They've put a, they've made a second version since then. I think. The second version is currently on pre-order and is, I believe, being released in April or something like that. And that, the second version has not used that part. So it's that, supposed that, to be like five hundred bucks or something, right? Three fifty. Three fifty. The original was three. The second version is three fifty. That's was, because was, it comes with the camera. I was seriously considering getting finding a way to fund it so that we got a, a we got an Oculus Rift for the three of us, even though only one of us would be able to use it. No, you again. You still be able to use <laughs> it. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm playing off the joke. <laughs> no, three of us could use it. Just you and me would have to tag team our session. <laughs> Can you imagine both of us jamming our face into that thing? It's like, okay, what do you see? Oh, uh, nothing. Oh, wrong side. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got a pink thing. Yeah, me too. Charlie might be onto something here. <laughs> okay, now we're getting an Oculus Rift because I have this has to happen. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so, um, good luck, I guess. I, I think the the camera accessory by itself that they were talking about with the demo with Infamous Second Son. Um, might have a better shot. For those who missed this, they ran a separate demo that I read an article about. Um, uh, one of the guys in the Players Club uh, posted it on there, and so basically, it's um, it was a separate demo aside from the you know that wasn't the headset that was um, um, apparently they were you were uh, imagine if you will um, playing Infamous Second Son you know in normally like in third person, oh. but you are not using the right thumbstick to look around. Oh. It is 
eye tracking you. Uh, so where uh, you look on the screen is where you target. Uh, so you don't have to pan like I don't know how the interface works or anything like that, but I'm just saying like you, you I guess the idea is that like when you're targeting enemies, yeah. you don't have to like turn you don't have to like target I'm, them. I'm, you you I'm, just look at them. I actually remember um Mike McWhorter from Polygon actually doing a feature on uh, like technology that was very similar to that. And I remember watching him do it and he was just kind of standing awkwardly at this computer like he was like really still like uncomfortably still and just his eyes were moving and you could tell that his face was just in his face he was just like I can't move or they'll kill me you know (laughs) stuff like that and all it was was a simple little thing there was a cursor on screen and it kept like going like this just because it was like ultra precise or something and apparently his eyes just kept darting everywhere Basically, you just looked at something on this demo, and they just burst into flames. So it's just like, that's really cool. So it's a, that so cursor is going to annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> so it's just the next step from Forza 4, because in Forza 4, you had the head tracking. Oh, with oh, the, right. stuff yeah. Like that. yeah, so you just, you're playing, you're looking at your screen, you want to look in your mirror, you looked in your mirror, and the screen went to your mirror. I forgot about that. That's true, it's yeah. really convenient. My question, <laughs> my question with this, though, is that... From from the from the reporting of the guy that tried it out that, on the article that I read, he said that it was surprisingly, uh, you know, that that it was, you know, it it took a couple minutes for him to like get over like wanting to use the right thumbstick just because of years of habit. Yeah. But aside from that, once he got past it, he said, you know, it, it worked pretty well. I don't get how it works because I mean, if, to me. This would only be able to work now. A, a lot of games they do like the full immersion thing, and there's absolutely no on-screen interface of any right. kind. Yeah. So like you know, if if you're low on health, like your character, you can you you can see it in your character. You don't have a bar right. in the corner. Yeah. Every game would have to be like that because otherwise, how is it going to tell the difference between looking in the corner to check your health or your ammo versus that's actually where I want to target? Now, interesting idea here. What if they combine this technology with say Google Glass, and suddenly you've got a heads-up display that's just like in the corner. The second screen experience, but in glass? Yeah. I want that. <laughs> I mean, I want glass, like, just in general. That's, that's, exi- that's you know, I could, I could go on for hours about glass. I mean, that's... It's a very viable material. Yeah. I, um, they yeah. use it in a lot of windows. Ay, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Um, if you're really good, you can get Chrome with, <laughs> with your windows. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, Can we just name an episode that for once? <laughs> God damn it, guys. God damn it, goat. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've said it, so uh, we could mark the occasion. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's more realistic. The eye tracking thing, depending on how it works and depending on how it's, how it's able to tell the difference between this is where I want to target versus I'm just checking, I'm just looking around the screen. Yeah. Kind of a thing because I use the you know initially when I was talking about it I use the example of it's like let's say I'm playing a first person shooter yeah and I'm I have like my crosshairs you know trained in a guy or I'm target whether or not I'm actually like aiming down the crosshairs or right. whatever I'm, I'm aiming at like a specific spot and I want to stay there I'm waiting for a guy to stick his head out of cover or something right. like that but something else on the screen catches like my eye and I look over at it I don't want that to actually move my move yeah. my camera over there because then I got to realign and everything it's like I don't understand how that's actually going to work in practice. That'd be amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> that would start squirrel gaming. <laughs> like you just wait for him to stick his head up. Squirrels! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> It'd be a whole genre. You'd just stare at. You'd, then, can you imagine like Mario Party with that shit? Just like stare at this part, and then something distracting yeah. would be up in the corner. It's just like, oh shit! I lose. It'd be amazing. Like Call of Duty and all that. You look away, and all of a sudden you're here. They, they put the sound bite in there. Squirrel. 
It's gonna be the new thing. It's like there's campers. There's you know, there's you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else there is, but there's those guys too. And then there's the new vernacular. It's like, oh man, I totally got squirreled. <laughs> they could play right hey, into the vision. Because then you can see the squirrel. Put actual squirrels in Call of Duty goes too. The dog goes after it. They'll motion capture squirrels. It'll yeah. Be the next yeah. And you're just like squirrel. The dog takes off and gets the squirrel. You shoot the guy. It's a, it's interactive. I just want them to motion capture squirrels now. I mean, allegedly, remember, remember, the, remember the game Two Worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't great. I didn't like it, but no, it was uh, it was bad. Okay, good. <laughs> I saw a lot of mixed things about it, but whatever. Um, apparently, they motion captured rabbits for that. Well, that's okay. Why well, they wasted their time because it was horribly graphics. I think they spent all their budget on motion capturing rabbits and not on you know yeah because it looked everything like it, else. It yeah. looked it, the reason I couldn't get through it is because it looked like it was on the Super Nintendo. I bad. want to say that seems like an exaggeration, but I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> I would say Nintendo 64, to be fair. Yeah. But it was bad. <laughs> yep. but wasn't, that the, wasn't that the one... Wasn't the game that had taint magic? Yeah. That's <laughs> so. why I said that, because I knew you would both giggle like 12-year-olds. Uh, also known for Munda Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. My cheese is low. <laughs> <laughs> seems like something that would be in Fable. Your cheese is low. Watch that. Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, coming in at number two. Something that started on my notes as a pair of rumors is now one rumor and one confirmed. Um, A pair of Assassin's Creed games were leaked to Kotaku earlier this week, one of which was codenamed Unity, was supposed to take place in 18th century France and would be exclusively on what we're now dubbing current-gen consoles, as in the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, and presumably PC at some point. Um, No Wii U? Oh, yeah, I was going to say. I don't remember them saying anything about the Wii U version, but I could be wrong. I don't think it was Assassin's Creed 4 on the Wii U? Four? Uh, I don't think it yeah. was. I think I know three was. Yeah, or I don't three. Think four I don't, was. Yeah, whatever. They put the Assassin's Creed that came out that year on it. I don't think so. I don't think four was on it. Oh, so I that explains that. That would have been three yeah. for that year because they're year ahead. I know three was because yeah. yeah. I almost reviewed it and I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, Assassin's Creed Unity has since been confirmed. So there was a teaser trailer that Ubisoft officially released a couple days ago. Then um, absolutely no gameplay whatsoever, but it takes the trailer takes place in front of Notre Dame, and there's the there's a guillotine, and there's an assassin up in the roof. You, you know how it goes. And you've just described every single thing that happened in that trailer. Yeah, that's like it was like everything. ten seconds long. It was a pan around the city, and yeah, that was it. That was it. No Lebrays, no smoking cigarettes. Nope. What the hell? Eighteenth <laughs> uh, century France. Yeah, they didn't discover uh, they didn't discover berets until the 19th century. Oh, discover okay. like they dug them up. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were in Prague on the weekend, and one oh, guy was like, "Hey, why the beret? I'm going to wear it on my head." Yeah, don't quit your French job. <laughs> <laughs> I never said so, it was good in French accents. I so, just said I do French accents. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so I understand why they didn't, you know, come off with any, like, additional Assassin's Creed 3 universe games, because fuck that game. Um, <laughs> but I'm a little surprised we're not seeing anything more in the Assassin's Creed 4 world, because that seemed to go over pretty well. Do you remember, um, I believe... I don't we... count the mobile game, just in case that's what you're going to say. No, 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 no. Okay. I believe it was a couple months ago. I'm pretty sure we covered it. Um, there was a survey going around from Ubisoft where people asked if you had just, like... The pirate stuff, like the, you know, the exploring the sea and the battling people and stuff like that. If you had just that in a game, would you buy it? From Assassin's Creed 4. And so a lot of people were just like, oh, are they going to work on their own pirate spinoff that may or may not be Assassin's Creed? So the rumor is that they're working on 
more Assassin's Creed 4 stuff that's not Assassin's Creed branded, which seems like an odd decision given it's Assassin's Creed. It's now one of the most popular brands in video games, but... But you think that would come out after Unity or 5 or whatever the hell it's going to be? I I think they've got a little bit of creative reign there just because it's... If it's not Assassin's Creed branded, then just... Fuck it, we'll work on it when we need to. They've they've made the schedule oh, now for Assassin. Okay. They've made the schedule now for Assassin's Creed games, so that they could just like, yeah, it'll come out this fall, um, you know, and then uh, that's when it is. Assassin's Creed's out once a year, every fall. So now, if they if they're working on a Pirates game separately based on Assassin's Creed Four and stuff like that, they can work on that at the at, the, at the, as their at their leisure. All I ask is for Charlie if they come out with that. It's subtitled "Fuck Those Pirates." <laughs> no, the pirates are fine. Oh, Those, you're you're, you're pro pirate. Yeah, yeah, the pirates are okay. I mean, I'm more I'm more of a ninja guy, oh, but okay. you know, the pirates are alright. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait! French thing. ninja pirates. I think we have something here. No, we don't. No. Sacre bleu, haya. Wee wee, sabuco. Excuse us, Walk. You guys made fun of my French. At least I put effort into it. Just saying. <laughs> I know my roots. It's not France. <laughs> um, I don't think the next Assassin's Creed game is going to do very well, because you'll kill the first guy in the tutorial, and then you'll automatically surrender, and the rest of the game is done. Ah! <laughs> that and everybody's going to be like 4-5, four, 4-6, four, <laughs> with these big hats. And you can't hide because everyone smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> there, go, there go all our French listeners. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's been fun. All two of them. Oh, to be fair, if we had any French listeners out, listeners, <laughs> if we had any French listeners after my horrible accent, I'd be surprised if they stuck around. Fair enough. Uh, but there's still one rumor in the Assassin's Creed rumor mill. Apparently, there's a game, uh, codenamed Comet, like the cleaner. Yes, goat. <laughs> That's the first thing you think of. You have a little green can that you could. Yeah, like... no, I know what you're talking about. But you're you're a Star Trek guy. You're kind of a sci-fi guy. Uh-huh. Your mind immediately went to household cleaning products. Well, yeah, because they're not going to go in space. Call of Duty's already done that. I, 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 hey, I assassins in space. I mean, we got to get there eventually, right? <laughs> We're gonna run out of time periods. <laughs> Um, this one's not confirmed. It's also supposed to be exclusively on last-gen consoles, so the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the, the presumably also PC. Here's the interesting thing. A lot of people are assuming that Comet might be a multiplayer-only Assassin's Creed game. Awesome. I've never liked the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed to begin with, so it's just like, you have fun with that. I'm going to enjoy the story. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all for Assassin's Fall. <laughs> Now I want Assassin's Creed and Titanfall crossover. Which would be in space! Hey! We, Ubisoft! <laughs> We're just doling them out this month. We're available for hire. You're getting your Titan. Now we, just need to, now we just need to come up with some kind of idea for... As long to, as the Titan wears the hood. <laughs> so we need to bring the Titan to the tent shop. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Coming in at number one, speaking of rumored Ubisoft games, Far Cry 4... Let's be honest, it's probably a thing, but now we have a little bit more details about it. Uh, Eurogamer has an anonymous source reporting that it'll be available in early 2015, so like the March-ish time. Uh, it'll abandon the previous, you know, the tropical-ish environments. Far Cry 2 was in Africa. I don't know if you'd consider that tropical, but it was still, you know, human. Shorts and t-shirts weather. It was human. Um <laughs> 
Far Cry 4 will take place in the Himalayan mountains. Definitely not shorts and t-shirt weather. I mean, unless you're, you know, a, a lumberjack. Or a Viking. <laughs> what would Vikings be doing in the Himalayan? Never mind. Uh, clearly, I'm wrestling <laughs> yetis. Because that's where... Anyway. Um, but the big thing here is that Far Cry 4 is allegedly going to have rideable elephants. Elephants! Which is Ride, cool. Ride, rideable elephants. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That Wow. <laughs> God. You've offended elephants and French people in the same ten minutes. Ten yeah, French your, elephants. Your French accent is better than your elephant accent. <laughs> your elephant accent sounds like he's getting an animal. That's something I don't think I'll ever hear again, and I didn't think I'd ever hear to begin with. Your French, your French accent is better than your elephant accent. There's an elephant that goes, dude, the French is cool, but don't ever do that again. <laughs> My apologies to any French elephants listening to the podcast today. <laughs> So here's my deal with these elephants. You can ride them. That's yeah. cool. But yeah. it's in Far Cry, which means <laughs> they can kill you. So yeah. now we're up to like 103,000 ways to die, one of which is being pulverized by... An elephant? A- elephant traffic. You're dri- <laughs> riding your... Bi- and you can be in a truck. Let's be honest. Like you're driving down whatever. <laughs> oh my God. If this is all true, I really want to just like find like... What is it? A herd of elephants? A, a fucking whatever. Um, I want to find a posse of elephants. <laughs> <laughs> posse, herd, pachyderm, whatever. I wanna... Come on, pachyderm posse. It's, it's the next step. <laughs> By the way, we need to start a band called Pachyderm Posse. Yes. It'll be a 90s pop punk band. That covers ICP just for fun. <laughs> anyway. So, I, I want to find this just a, a lot... Are you okay? <laughs> okay. I thought you were writhing at the thought of ICP. That was before. <laughs> it turned into a neck bob. Okay. I want to find just a big group of elephants and just like park a car in their path just to see what happens when they walk on it. Just to see like how they animated it. I can sum that up in three words. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> oh, How is, is um, Far Cry's physics engine? Decent? Is it as good as Frostbite? No. So, would you, so you want that running on the Frostbite engine? Yes. Although, I, I will give it this. Far Cry has the most uh, realistic, burnable foliage in any game I've played. Which is not at all related to what we're talking about, but okay, cool. No, but it's cool. It, it's cool. No, to, no, like, no, it's not. No, no. First-hand did, person here. No. <laughs> My God, it's cool. I got a torch. Did either, oh, did, shit. Did either of you play Far Cry 3? Yeah. You loaned it to me. Oh, yeah. I didn't. You didn't get very far. No, because I burned half the forest on an accident. <laughs> I remember that. So there was a level. I'm, I'm going off topic here, but I don't care. So there was a level in Far Cry 3 where you were literally supposed to go to these people's pot farm and burn their crops. Okay. And while you were burning it, all the smoke went in the air and stuff like that. Suddenly your screen gets all blurry and you can't walk right and stuff like that. And I'm like, good touch. <laughs> That's funny. I, ho- I just hope the voice acting in Far Cry 4 is as good as in Far Cry 3, because the voice act... Oh, it was great. The I wish the, alli- I wish the alligators had voice acting, so it wasn't so surprising when you go to get something out of the water. I'm sneaking up on you. Yeah. No, I'm not here. Hell, you just... don't hear anything. Why does my alligator sound like Solid Snake? Maybe it is Solid Snake in one of his disguises. I'll even compromise and let Disney put a clock on all the alligators. <laughs> Best mod ever. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Solid Snake, uh, today's feature is reviewing Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. The review might take as long as the game. Find out next. 
this review of Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes will not contain spoilers for the game. It might contain extremely light spoilers for prior Metal Gear games, but honestly, if a new game is out and you haven't played the old ones yet, then you probably should. So, Charlie, your copy of Metal Gear Solid 5 never came in, did it? It did not. Oh, uh, Newegg Standard Shipping apparently uses DHL. I did not know they were still in business. I wasn't either, so, actually. Um, as of last, I checked on Friday. Of course, the game came out Tuesday. Yeah. Um, the uh, the shipping status was still electronic info received, which oh. means either their so website... It, so you'll get it in June. Gotcha. Well, so <laughs> it either means DHL's shipping, you know, tracking website sucks, and it is moving through the channels, and the website just isn't updating yeah or it means that it hasn't actually shipped yet neither one's awesome as a logistics guy option a is probably your most likely scenario yeah because yeah, I, I deal with that like ups is great um but uh you know rel all relatively speaking here um but uh usps i've had the same issue with their yeah, tracking website yeah. dhl is the digital river of analog shipping yeah <laughs> so we're going to start a streak to see how long we can make fun of Digital River at least once a, once an episode which is weird because they're doing okay by me but that, I'm off topic at all right <laughs> okay just to get this out because me and I'm sure the listeners there's probably three or four of us out there mm -hmm. why is it plural so there's actually a uh, an explanation for plural ground zeros apparently the way it's supposed to go is in the main game Phantom Pain when it finally comes out there's going to be several, like, bases and, like, drop sites for helicopters and stuff like that, and each of those is supposed to be a quote-unquote ground zero. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I think. That would make sense. I hope so, because I, I was It's, a, it's like, a military term. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, so, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes takes place shortly after Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which was exclusively on the PSP for a while, and then they remade it in HD, and act people actually played it. Hey, hey, uh, hey, I got the exclusive PSP version with my green PSP. I Some the, of us care. <laughs> I've got the camouflage PSP, so I, I can... I can Way to really one-up me. Way to one-up me. <laughs> so I've played the main, you know, first, second, third, and fourth Metal Gear right. Solid games. Mm -hmm. I haven't... Uh, I haven't... I, I think I checked out Peace Walker for a minute. But um, how but, dare uh, you? Peace Walker was awesome. It was. <laughs> that, that was that was going to be my question. So aside from the main numbered games, uh -huh. um, Peace Walker is the one that I hear people talk about the most. Mm -hmm. um, is that uh, how important is that to the overall story? Well, it, it, Peace Walker. I mean, Peace Walker takes place right after uh, Portable Ops, which took place right after Metal Gear Solid Three. Goats, like, looking back and forth, like, what kind of screwed up timeline is this? Oh, um, no, I know Metal Gear is solid, or Metal Gear is just as bad as Zelda. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were like, hey, dartboard. <laughs> you're like, no. Is this before or after Ocarina of Time? Before! Okay. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it, was Portable Ops on PSP also? It was PSP exclusive. That's they, the one that I checked out for a minute. I've actually, so I've never touched Peace Walker. Uh, Portable Ops, they didn't even... Uh, Portable Ops, Hideo Kojima is, like, retconning. Like, he's pretending it didn't even exist, even though okay. it actually had story relevance to oh, it. Okay. Peace Walker actually... It, it had a fair amount of story relevance. I mean, you met some characters that would show up in, like, Metal Gear 1 and 2. Um, you'd see kind of big bosses, like, you know, rise to power, how he got, like... You know, how he got his own military, basically, by the time Metal Gear 1 and 2 happened. Um, so, from boss to big boss. Sure, yeah. Um, and you saw him, and uh, Peace Walker also saw Big Boss build um, 
the uh, the Soldiers Without Borders base, which was known as uh, which was known as Mother Base at first, and then that became Outer Heaven or Outer Haven. I keep getting them mixed up because they're only one letter different. Um, so that that's just kind of it, it sets up the scene for what happens in the later Metal Gear games. It's not crucial. But it's pretty damn important. Now, I could be totally wrong. By the time Phantom Pain comes out, it's going to be very crucial. But we don't know yet. Phantom Pain's not out. I know a couple of characters in Peace Walker were in Ground Zeroes, but there's not many characters in Ground Zeroes. So, so it's, it's, I guess what I'm getting at is if I haven't touched Peace Walker, am I going to be... How much am I going to be missing out on in Ground Zeroes? There's going to be a couple of characters that you're going to wonder what their relevance is. But honestly, you could jump into Ground Zeroes completely like, you know... Detached from Peace Walker and stuff like that, and still have a good time. Okay. The, the, but you should play Peace Walker before you play Ground Zeroes, just because you get more story relevance out of it and stuff like that. Now, if you get the Cliff Notes for Peace Walker, will it take you longer to read it than finish Ground Zeroes? <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's get around to that then. So, Ground Zeroes takes place right after Peace Walker did. Uh, your big boss and your your tasks in Ground Zeroes with saving. Um, Chico, a character that you uh, befriended in Peace Walker, little like twelve-year-old boy. Oh yeah, like that. his name's Chico. Yeah, his name's Chico. Wow. I totally forgot about that. Apparently yeah. now he's got an iPod dock in his chest. So he's a... Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you also have to rescue Paz, which is strange considering events of Peace Walker. But I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> You're literally dropped into, not into this enemy base, like off to the side of it, and that's that's all your mission is: just rescue Chico, rescue Pass. They might be. You're not given. You're not given any like way of where they are and stuff like that. Ground Zeroes is all open world. It's a small map, granted, because it's only like a four gig game for a Metal Gear PS4 game, but. You still have to do your hunting around and like figure out where they are, and you actually get a cassette early on that you listen for like audio cues and stuff like that to try to figure out where they are. Like you hear a flag waving, and so it's suddenly you're looking around the maps. It's like, oh, there's a flag. Let's go over there. You find another cassette. Oh, okay, stuff like okay, that. Okay. Hold, 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 hold it. <laughs> you being Charlie, yes, because they can't see where I'm pointing. <laughs> didn't. Did, the dude's got an iPod dock in his head, and oh. they're using cassettes. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. How? What? What? This takes place in like the fifties or sixties or something, right? Uh, by the time, by the time Ground Zeroes happened, I believe it's the early eighties, early to mid eighties. Okay, no iPods then. <laughs> it's it's like a headphone jack, not an not an iPod dock. I just said iPod oh. dog. But it doesn't matter because Snake still got this thing called the iDroid. <laughs> and it's got little holographic maps and, and shit whoa, like that. So whoa, 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 whoa. Holographic <laughs> maps and he gets his orders from a cassette tape. <laughs> Continuity, man. Continuity. Goat has a point. I didn't make the game, man. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> So you're you're dropped into this little open, this really tiny open. I can't stress how small it is. I mean, it's it's a decent size, but it's you know it's no Grand Theft Auto Five. All the times I've heard that, and not in video gaming. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but once you finish that mission, that's it. Credits roll right after that. So it's a mission in a small map, 
So basically, it's a playable tra right. trailer. I mean, there, there's a couple other things you could do. I mean, just like with other Metal Gear games, there's uh, different ratings you can achieve through completing the mission and stuff like that. This one relies a lot on how quickly you do it. If you can manage to make it through the whole thing without killing anyone, so you only knock out people, you know. There's a part where you can rescue uh, prisoners that are unable to walk. You can rescue them along with one of the targets you're supposed to bring in. You know, th these get... You know, you're, you're, these these rack up your points until you get a better rating and you get better unlockables and stuff like that. Um, and one of the main parts, once you finish the main mission, which is called Ground Zeroes, you get four or five different side ops unlocks that don't have any story whatsoever to them, but they're just simple tasks like, you know save this intel operative or you know gather uh, you know gather the sensitive information or take out these two specific targets just simple stuff like that you know why can't anybody have any fun anymore like why can't one be like go to the cafeteria and make a burrito <laughs> uh, because i don't think burritos were around in the 1980s they were too okay <laughs> <laughs> but holographic fucking smartphones were <laughs> um do you get to sneak around a box at least? Do they give you that? No, not that I found at least. This is horseshit. This is not a Melger game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't have you know David Hayter, so it, it's all yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Which, by the oh, way, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot that uh, Jack Baker or no Jack Baker, not Jack, Jack Baron or whatever. Jack was Bauer. It? Yeah, Bauer. <laughs> He's doing it. I'm not a fan. I, I, I mean, I went into it thinking, it's like, okay, he can do a good job. I'll give him a chance. He's not going to be David Hayter, but I'm going to give him his fair shot. He's not Snake. He, he doesn't... He, he doesn't... It doesn't even sound like he's trying to be Snake. And I understand, you know, he's trying to be his own, like, actor and stuff like that, but it's like... I would... Ex I don't know if this is the fault of him or, like, the director or what, but it sounds like he's just kind of... It, he sounds like Kiefer Sutherland. Just reading lines. And does, that's, he, does he say 24 at any point? Uh, he does not, no. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, all the other voices return... Of the few voices that are in Ground Zeroes, which is nice, but I, I can't. He's just I, not it, huh? I can't get behind Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, he, I, I have respect for the man because I think he's a great actor, but as, as, as Snake, I don't think he has it. Um. So, so, so I saw that. Um, I saw that apparently somebody was able to beat the story in. Ten minutes, I think I saw. That's true, and I actually can figure out exactly how because, like I said, once you once you rescue those two targets on the entire map, you're done. Credits roll. Your timer start. Your timer stops, and everything's done. So you could rush from point A to point B, rescue the first guy, run to point C, drop them off, run to point. What am I at? C. Run to point D, <laughs> rescue the other person, drag them outside, call the helicopter, rescue it. Done. Ten minutes. So I, I can actually see how it's entirely possible. But the thing is, there is a lot of, like, you know, one of the cool... Uh, this isn't necessarily a new gameplay mechanic, but it is a lot more refined, is interrogating enemy soldiers. The controls are a lot more fluid than they used to be. It used to be where you'd need to, like, wrap your hands, like, halfway around the controller six times in order to be able to grab someone and interrogate them. This time, you just hold down... Like, I, I played it on PS4, personally. You just hold down R2 to grab them... You press triangle in order to hold a knife to their throat to to interrogate them, and then you hit up on the left stick in order to say, like, you know, or you hit, like, left or right to give certain commands while you interrogate them oh. and stuff like that. Really quick, really fluid. It sounds complicated when I'm explaining it, but it... No, I got it. I totally got it. it it's really simple. It, it used to be where you need to, like, hit 16 different buttons, and the controller only has 12, so it's like... <laughs> it would be easier okay. to physically grab them than to actually put the commands in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, I, I did hear that that um, I think uh, one of the one of the blurbs that I saw about it was that like Snake is easier to control than ever. Yeah, one of the one of the things I always had a problem with Metal Gear was was you guys are familiar with how you had to select and equip items and weapons and stuff like that. You yeah. had the like scrolling mm-hmm. um, things tied to the trigger buttons. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the thing here. They've adapted the modern mechanic of just mapping certain things to the D-pad, which is incredibly helpful. And the way it works is that if you hold down a certain direction on the D-pad, you can use the right stick in order to select different things. So oh, it's okay. kind of like menus within menus. They've, it's great. They've brought they've brought in the selection wheel. Yes, kind of. Finally, it's more like a series of selection crosses, but fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> it's better than nothing. Yeah, so, and these are lightly customizable, so you pick up certain weapons, like, you know, you pick up, like, rifles and shotguns and stuff like that, and they'll automatically go, like, D-pad up, you know, and then if you get, like, thrown stuff, like magazines and grenades and stuff like that, it'll go automatically right, stuff like that. Um, So Snake is a lot easier to control. I'm particularly glad that you can still control him, like, move him around while, like, crouched down, because that was a thing that they didn't introduce till Metal Gear 4. I'm actually kind of surprised on the PS4 version they didn't do like what they did with the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, where you can talk to it. How did how did that work? Do you you, you, you just like say gun or knife or and the, the weapons would just switch like that? That'd be weird. I mean, I, I can see that. I can but see saying, that working it, and stuff like that. I, it's, I, it is weird, but I'm saying I'm surprised they didn't just put it in there. Well, you never know. I might make it into the final game. No, yeah, I keep forgetting this is just a little snippet. I, this, yeah. This, see, here, here's here's my biggest problem with the game. Like, I love the game. I'm a big Metal Gear fan. I have a Foxhound patch on my vest that I didn't wear today. <laughs> but I... The entire time I was playing from start to finish, like it's very well polished. It's probably one of it's probably the best looking game right now, cross platform. I mean the the gameplay is solid, the music is great, the the story, I mean there's not a whole lot of story because it's only a two hour game at best. Well, quote unquote at best. I, I just while it's relevant, I just looked up the game on uh, how long to beat dot com and out of fifty three ratings um, the average for just completing main story is one and a half hours. Um, sl- some extras is four hours. Completionist rating is six and a half hours. Yeah, because so. uh, because like I uh, like I kind of said, you know, you can beat the main mission in a little under two hours. Right. But there's collectibles to collect on the map. Like if you collect all nine uh, XOF patches, you unlock a bonus mission that's exclusive to whatever console you're playing it on. So if you play, if that's you're pl- cool. If you're playing it on Xbox, then you get to play as Raiden. Um, uh, destroying body snatchers, of course. Which is all sorts of like the, the way they set it up is perfect. They're just like we have this dark human from a future period. We don't know where he came from, but he's filled with awesome new technology. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know, Raiden shouldn't exist in the 1980s, um, right? But if you're playing it on PlayStation, you get the Deja Vu mission, which you go around the map and you recreate scenes from the very first Metal Gear Solid. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Which is pretty cool. I mean, it, it's not... I would have... I, w- I really wish they would have actually, like, given you a different map. Because all the side ops and stuff like that, they're all on the same map. Just some things are moved around. It's like a different time of day and different weather and stuff oh, okay. like that. So it, it feels a little like, okay, you gave me a sandbox to play in, but there's not a lot of stuff to do here. At least at least they give you stuff, though. Like, that's cool. I, I like that. That they You know, it's a small game. It's technically... Like, I'm, I'm going to call it a playable trailer. Yeah. And yeah. they make you play it to unlock stuff. You know, like it's like thank you, right, for you know checking this out. Here's something for right. doing it instead right. of being like, "Yep, see you when the game comes out." Yeah. So, uh, 
so as I kind of started to say, the entire time I was playing it, it's very well polished, it's very well done, I love it, but I can't get over the feeling that by the time the credits rolled and, of course, a trailer played at the end for Phantom Pain, I couldn't, yeah. get, over, I couldn't get over the feeling that I had just played a demo that I paid for. That was my question. Is yeah, All the things that I'm asking is, like, I'm just trying to understand, like, how integral is it to the story? Like, how much does it relate? Like, how much is there to do in everything? So, taking everything in, into account, and I know you're a big Metal Gear fan. Yeah. Do you think the average person should pay money for this game? It's really going to depend on how dedicated to the franchise you are. So, so what you're saying is, should I cancel my order? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's really going to depend on how dedicated you are to the Metal Gear franchise. I mean, it's great to give you a taste of what's to come. There's not... Uh, it's not... See, here's the weird thing. It's not as story-heavy as other Metal Gear games, which is what really gives it kind of like the demo-y feel. But... Like I said, it's still it's still very what's here is very well built, but the problem is it's just like everyone's going to have different, you know, justifications if they can f do the cost or whatever. Well, yeah, so what you're saying it's it's it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It yeah. gives you a taste for the new games, it's, keeps your palate wet and wants more. Here here's here's probably one of the best examples I can give. If you and this is actually something that you should keep in mind for all games, not just Ground Zeroes. If you go in knowing what to expect, I don't think you'll have a problem with it. But what I think is going to be a problem is that a lot of people are going to see Metal Gear Solid Five on the shelf. They're not going to know exactly what it is, and they're going to say, oh, 30 bucks for the new Metal Gear? Great! They'll get it home, they'll beat it in two hours, and then they'll trade it in. I'll admit, I have not been following all of, you know, the, you know, all of this very closely. Yeah. When I pre-ordered Ground Zeroes back in the day... You thought it was the full game. I did. Yeah, because when yeah, it, it was it was me who told you it's just yep. like no, it's 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 a long demo. That's yep. about what it is. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, because I saw it popped up on a new egg with like a five dollar uh, coupon off. Yeah. And this is before they dropped the price on the disc based uh, current gen right. you know versions. Yeah. And so at the time, I thought that I was um, I was getting Metal Gear Solid Five for thirty five dollars. Yeah. And I was like woohoo! And, you know, <laughs> I, I was, and immediately, of course, I go into the players' club and I was like, you guys get this. And of course, Mike was the first to point out. Um, you, FYI. Congratulations, Charlie. You just bought a demo for thirty-five bucks. <laughs> and so, you know, just just uh, you know, for you know, for full full disclosure of the situation, um, the disc, the you know, the PS4 and the Xbox One copies, disc-based copies of the game, used to be the most out of everybody at forty dollars. Um, they have since been, or they were previously before it came out, um, dropped to. $30, the same price as the downloadable version on mm -hmm. those consoles. Mm -hmm. And then it's, how much, it's, what is it on the other, on the 360 and the PS4, or so, PS3? So the, the, the way it worked out is that physical, no matter what, is $30 across the board. Oh, okay. Uh, download on current gen, PS4 and Xbox One, also $30. I believe that is, yeah. And then download on Xbox 360 and PS3 is $20. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I got to keep the $5 thing, so I'm getting it for $25. And so I, I feel relatively okay, especially because, like you said, I I now know what to expect. I right. understand how yeah. long it's going to be and everything. Right. Plus, the other thing is that, um, uh, remind me here, when when they dropped when they did the price drop on the current-gen console disc-based mm -hmm. versions, um, they also threw some other stuff in, right? There's there's like some unlockables, and there there's some going to yeah, be some correlation there, to the... Uh, yeah, the way it works is that depending on how you do in the levels in Ground Zeroes and stuff like that, it's going to unlock things when you play the Phantom Pain when it comes out next year. So 
the way it'll work is that, like, you know, for example, when I rescued Chico in the main mission, I rescued him and the five soldiers that were, four or five soldiers that were around him. So, I think this is how it works. Don't quote me on it. So, those soldiers will help me with whatever the story is going to be in Phantom Pain. Hmm. So, do you think it's going to be kind of like a Mass Effect thing where they'll show up at one point, either they'll be there or they won't? Kind of a thing. I see. Metal Gear isn't known for its branching storylines or anything like that. So if they do any kind of it thing, be a branching like storyline, it'll just be like you're going on a mission, and it's just whether or not you have this assist. Yeah, I can see that because Peace Walker was kind of like that. Peace Walker was such a way where you know you could unlock soldiers to work for you and stuff like that, even depending on like your GPS location, which was really cool. Um, really showed off how well the PSP worked and stuff like that at the time too. So I would say that's something that they can probably do. You know, just. You know, you know, showing up as an additive for you know a mission or something. Cameo like that. appearances. Yeah, exactly. Even though you know, even though you they, won't remember what you unlocked a year exactly. from now. Like you've got five <laughs> new soldiers. It's like fucking great. I okay. What I don't know what I did to deserve this, but okay. Um, so yeah, I think I think the game is very well built as long as you go into it knowing that you're only facing like a two hour mission and a couple side missions. And here's the thing: Ground Zeroes is meant to be played over and over again. That's the big thing Does here. Does the experience like, change? I mean, there are different, uh, like, you know, uh, like, there are different difficulties in Unlock after you play it through the, the first time and stuff like that, and occasionally you'll get, like, different weapons depending on your rating and stuff like that. So you can try to go through, you know, you could, tr you could try to go through a scenario differently. Like, the first time you play through the Ground Zeroes mission, you don't have a lot of gear. You have, like, a Trank gun and a silenced SMG, and that's it. You know, but as you start playing the side ops and stuff like that, suddenly you can start with a rocket launcher to take out that annoying helicopter that's shining its spotlight on you. Or you could you could go in with uh, if you're not going the stealth route, that is. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, even that's something you could do. You know, I played through the first time just trying to do a no kill a no kill playthrough and trying to just knock everybody out. I failed because I got caught a couple times. Um, and then after that, I'm just like, okay, guns blazing. Don't even care. No fucks given. And so I got out with the bazooka and the the LMG and the fucking portal gun and the 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 keyblade and fucking everything was just like yeah, snake exactly so, like that so you played the first half as snake and the second half as rambo yes <laughs> so it's built on replay then for like the unlockables it's it's for your tro is it like kind of trophy hoary happy it's not really great for trophy whores just be i mean it isn't it isn't i mean there's the trophies aren't simple like you know rescue this guy yeah. trophy you know it, it is stuff you got to work for there's no platinum trophy which a lot of people were really pissed off at wait what I yeah the platinum trophies always just get all the trophies see here's the thing <laughs> hideo kojima claims that apparently based on price is what determines if a game gets a platinum trophy or not. But then Guacamelee came out of the woodwork, and they're just like, "Hey, we're fourteen ninety nine, and we've got a platinum trophy. Suck it, Kojima." So that's weird. Yeah, it, it's. I don't think they actually have an explanation for it, or if they do, they aren't telling us. Um, Wait, but so downloadable games like like ten dollar downloadable games don't have platinum trophies for getting all the other trophies? I thought that's just how it always. Not was. most of them. Oh. Yeah, I've never been a big trophy. Pro I'm more me, of an achievement either, person. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, that's Weird. that's that's really the game in a nutshell. It, it it's maybe the platinum trophy is going to be the uh, expansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in your opinion, who should play this game? I think you should play this game if you're a massive Metal Gear fan. If you can go into the game expecting, you know, that you're getting a taste of what's to come. Um, also, if you're a big replay person, so if you can play a game multiple times and still have fun with it, then you should play this game. You'll probably get a lot of value out of it. 
So you, I'm, I'm curious. You, you specified massive Metal Gear fan. Uh, not, you know, get the Foxhound patch tattooed on your abdomen big, but, you know. <laughs> so it's fanboy fodder. It... it it really is meant to, like, you know, to tease the real Metal Gear fans and stuff like that. that. That's what it really feels like. It doesn't feel like it was meant to be just a thing out for the masses. In fact, I would almost guarantee that when we get closer, when Phantom Pain comes out, I almost guarantee that you're either going to see Ground Zeroes as a pre-order bonus, or it's going to come packaged with it. So if you're just a casual Metal Gear fan... Wait it out. Or casual, or you're not even a Metal Gear fan, be patient. Wait, yeah. wait it out for a bit. And so... You, you answered part of my question, so then if you shouldn't play this game if... You shouldn't that. play this game if you're only a passing Metal Gear fan or if you're not even a Metal Gear fan. I mean, obviously, you can, you know, pass this one up or wait on it, you know, see if what happens if it's packaged with Phantom Pain or anything like that. And, and we do not have a release date or even time period for Phantom Pain yet, right? We know Phantom Pain is coming sometime in early 2015, but that's the best we know. I, I would peg it around March, because that's typically when Metal Gear games have... yeah have released. I'm going to say one year from today. March 23rd, 2015. Goat's <laughs> calling it now, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, we're going to report back here if this actually happens because you should have bought a lottery ticket today if it happens. <laughs> Full disclosure, this review is based off of a game that was provided to us for review purposes and a copy of the game that was purchased by the reviewer, both the PS4 and Xbox 360 versions of the game. Final retail code and everything. The game is published by Konami, developed by Kojima Productions. The game is released on Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One... I don't think there's a PC version. No, PC version. Okay. Uh, I The main mission took me slightly less than two hours. Spent a couple hours messing around in the other side missions. Coming up next! <laughs> We've got the Songbird segment ahead. <laughs> because no one else ever emails us. We're lonely people. Aww. <laughs> So, of course, for uh, Mailbag, we asked you guys if you had any questions about Ground Zeroes, and Songbird was the only person that emailed into us and asked us questions whatsoever this week. So, this is officially the Songbird segment for this week. Probably other weeks, but, you know. Uh, so, Songbird says, Dear Viking Jesus Goat and Technotronicorn, Mailbag, non-answer. So, there are no baby snakes, I take it? There, there are no baby snakes. On a plane? Th th on a motherfucking plane. Is there any room left in the timeline of the series for new games, which are sequ which are prequels and not sequels? If so, how long before the milk runs dry? Uh, if I remember right, there should be just enough room after Phantom Pain. Between Phantom Pain and Metal Gear 1, I think there's like nine years in between those. You so it comes out to 45 minutes. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, plus there's, then there's all the spin-off room there. I mean, if you really wanted to get desperate, you know, we could go all, you know, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of room to expand on Raiden. I'm sure there's, um, I, I would love an Otacon game, personally. Um, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like um, a multiplayer like campaign. You're like a real-life Otacon. It's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> you could build a nuclear battle tank if you really wanted to, Charlie. Yes, if I wanted to. He's scaring me, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> Uh, does your playstyle change when playing with different snakes, or does it vary by setting? That is weird. There aren't different snakes to play as, so I'm not sure what that question is referring to. You only, you only play as Big Boss, a.k.a. Naked Snake, a.k.a. Uh, I used to be voiced by a guy, now I'm voiced by another guy. Um, so it's not dress up like Final Fantasy? No. That, that'd be, <laughs> oh, man. That, uh, horrible and awesome images. Snake in a ball gown? <laughs> 
Uh, Songbird says, thank for the gift, Technotronicorn, but it needs a keyboard Photoshop there along with VJ having cat ears or a powdered wig. That or have him slicing incoming fruit with Wolverine claws. With the what? <laughs> so the gif you put of me oh, doing the I heard thing. gift. Oh, <laughs> gift. No, no, gif. Yes. Um, sorry, the gif. Shut your dirty mouth. You're sending peanut butter to people now? This is weird. <laughs> Choosy moms, choose gif. Anyway, so I, I guess she wants you to Photoshop things onto my head and hands in order to make the gif more hilarious. I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Uh, Songbird asks, have you guys or anyone you know tried Project Spark? You guys remember that? The neat little, like, create the landscape thing they showed off at E3 last year? I downloaded the beta for it on Xbox One because I forgot that it was available, but I haven't actually booted it well, up it's, yet. It's, it's out of beta right now. I, th I think it's out-out now. Uh, oh, it shows how much I know. Yeah. Uh, n no. I've, um, I've, I've peaked... You know, I, I've, every time I've ever even thought about doing, like, one of those, like, make-your-own-game things, mm -hmm. I just... I, I've... I'm definitely on like the the hardware and systems and in operating systems side of of tech. I've never written a line of code in my life, and I would very much like to keep it that way. Yeah. So um, I just I don't I to me that that sounds like a hobby that takes up that, that would potentially take up far more time than I could even hope to have. So yeah. so no, I I have intentionally not looked into that. It's kind of like why I don't. Go on, go. Is this, well, I'm, I'm, I don't even know. Is this like Minecraft, or what is this? It, it's it's like, kind of sort of similar. I mean, it's, it's like a game designing engine kind of a thing. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember the demo, but it was a kind of thing where uh, the guy was like using the Kinect, and he was like waving his hand, and suddenly, like wherever he was waving, like mountains were coming up and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah, I remember that. Now. You remember that? Yeah. I just, I saw a couple people playing it on Twitch, and I'm like, this looks neat. But like Charlie says, it's like I don't have the time to get sucked into that. That's one of the reasons why I don't look into Minecraft. It's just because, yeah. like, I I I want to play other things. It's like if yeah. I want to play only one thing for the next like six years, then yeah, I'll look into it. But it's like, would I would I like to have the time to make a, a life size replica of Battlestar Galactica? Yes, I would like to have that kind of time. If I had that time, <laughs> would I spend it on other things instead of doing that? Yes, I would. <laughs> So, so Project Spark isn't getting our endorsement, is what we're saying. No, I, I, it, I, it is, but... It has my endorsement for the people that have the time to do amazing things with it. <laughs> the, the people who want to make uh, digital happy trees. Happy trees. Yeah. Uh, Songbird says, I know the Nintendo talk was the last episode, but I have to ask, why isn't there a game just for Toad? If Nintendo wants to make easy games, why not use that IP instead of dumbing others down like they have with Yoshi? I got this. Well, I would love a Captain Toad game. Whoa. I'm just saying. This <laughs> oh, is, yeah. This is a simple, go, go, simple answer. Go on. Because he's Toad. <laughs> you say that, but to the best of my knowledge, you have not played Mario 3D World, right? No. There are these minigame levels. They're called the Captain Toad levels, and they they're are great. They're they're phenomenal. Like every like every single time, like whenever you beat a level in 3D Mario World, like you see like messages that other people have like written about that level. Every single person, I mean, every single time I finish one of those levels, it's full of people that are like Nintendo make a Captain Toad game. It's like each level, it's like a 3D, it's like a little 3D uh, grid world that you can rotate around, and he has to explore the world and like collect all the stars. It's it's a straight up like puzzle game. But it is so much it would, fun. It would make a great like first party downloadable game. Like, do you remember mm. the? Um, you remember the? 
Uh, you played 3D Land on the 3DS, right? Yeah. So you remember the parts where you would be just like on like a cube world, and you could like move it around and like get different perspectives and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's basically that, but okay. you can, but you can't jump and you can't run. But it, it's more okay. like a puzzle platformer kind of thing. Yeah. So if Nintendo, if if Nintendo goes down the road of making uh, mobile games like for iOS and Android, they had better friggin' make that, or I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> off. Because that is perfect for that. I'm inclined to agree. But Songbird, to answer your question, um, I, I think there are other characters deserving of their first game, um, other than Toad. Like we haven't seen Waluigi in a game yet. Yeah, I mean he's pretty bitching. <laughs> Coach only saying that because he's got a Waluigi pin that he managed to get for me while he was in New York. He's just like it's so stupid, but he'll put it on his vest because it's from Nintendo World. And I was right. And you were right. Has there, been a, has there ever been a game that's explored the origins of Bowser? I haven't played, like, every single Mario game ever. Do we want to know the origins of Bowser? Yeah, it was on Discovery. It was called uh, Walk of the Dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm saying, like, really how, he became, how he became who he is. Like, I, I haven't played, like, all, like, the like the Yoshi's <laughs> Island games and, like, yes. you know, like, all, like, the, yes. the RPG-type games and the, you know, all those, like, the, the you know, the, the, the DS and the uh, 3DS games. So I didn't know if they had covered this and something I haven't touched, but... I'm with you. I want to play like, like Bowser: The Rise of Bowser, and it's like shows him like working a nine to five job and working his way up the way. <laughs> okay, sure. Like, like suddenly he runs yeah, for King Koopa. Yeah, exactly. That'd be amazing. Like a like a kind of RPG hey, Nintendo. thing. <laughs> I want to know who wronged him and how he became like. Why he's why he's just a uh, why he is why he has he such is. an obsession with Peach. Yes, exactly. Yep. Probably because she owned. And Google. what Daisy did to piss him off? Oh, you don't because want it. He doesn't college. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> be a good story. College. <laughs> Daisy was that fun chick on the floor. He asked her to the prom. I want this story. <laughs> I play. It. I, I can't was get. Say I'm pretty sure there's rule 34 for that, but I'm not going to encourage it. <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> things like I can't get past the hey, Charlie. Have you gotten past the uh, the prom dance rhythm part of the mini game? No, it's ridiculous. That bitch can't <laughs> step it on my feet. <laughs> I mean, you're, you are a dinosaur, so it's like, quit stepping on my feet, Daisy. Sorry. YOLO. <laughs> no. She's in college. They don't have... Uh, as far as I know, the only origin of Bowser they've done was, like, Baby Bowser in one of the Yoshi's Island games. That's, yeah, that's where right. it was, like, Baby Mario and Luigi yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But that's the closest thing. So they apparently all grew up together, and Bowser was probably just the bully or something. That's just awkward, because yeah, those two have been inside Bowser. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, ew. Ew. I imagine, anyway, everything smells like barbecue inside Bowser. Yeah. It's delicious and horrifying at the same time. Uh, so Robert says, Radical! You just want a spring break trip to the beach. One day you take a stroll when you come across a secluded area with a swanky resort. You decide to go there in hopes to use the restroom. When you enter the lobby, you find the room filled with gaming's most influential people all in Speedos. What do you do? do I, <laughs> I wish I could take a picture of both Charlie's and Goat's face. You do have a phone in your hand. Both of the, no, just no. Just no. Um, it, it'll ruin it. <laughs> well, on that note, do I have a phone in my hand? Because that's blackmail gold right there. That's selfie-a-palooza. <laughs> the first question that comes to mind is, am I also in a Speedo? Because if I am, then what the hell am I doing there? If I'm not, then I'm going to 
walk out. <laughs> well, she said it was secluded in a resort, which is a little weird, but who cares? I don't know. If I'm in a Speedo and they're in a Speedo, it's secluded. Nobody cares. <laughs> but then I was outside, and that's just... I'm, try- I'm trying to think of who the most influential people would be, because I'm imagining, like... Gabe she- Newell. Huh? What? Gabe Newell in a Speedo. Okay, I don't want to be there. <laughs> I mean, all respect to Gaben and stuff like that, but... but no. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. The, yeah. the old crusty guys from Nintendo. <laughs> That's what I was going to mention. Is that your nipple or your knee? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it be both? Oh, it was Metal Gear. That was way off. That's a biology! <laughs> I never said it had to make sense. It's just, these are these are the people behind Nintendo. They can have nipples for knees if they really want. You get that slapping sound in the wind. Okay, oh, we've gone too far. We just we've we've really gone too far. Thank you, Soundbird, for your email, even if it may or may not. For the first time, I'm not saying thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but that was just... What were you thinking? Giving Goat a question like that. You had to have known that was going to go badly for everybody involved. And for that, I say you're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, that's everything we got, right, guys? Yes. Goat, do you have any shows coming up? Uh, You just got got two knocked out. Yeah, April 19th, take 20, Rockford, Illinois. It's for a animal shelter. It's a benefit. Good cause. Giving homeless pests. <laughs> doesn't pe- pests? doesn't, doesn't no. the whole show start at like noon? Yeah, it's like a gazillion <laughs> bands and uh, four hours. But uh, <laughs> are, do, are they doing the whole like dueling stage setup? No, it's day twenty. No, it's a bar. They, oh. I don't think they have the room for more than one stage. Okay, they don't yeah. even have a stage. Oh, they do now. They do now. They do they, now? They've upgraded. Oh, good. But um, yeah, it's like 12, 12 bands or something like that. Um, it's I, it's a full lineup. Yeah, it's like eight or ten bucks, to, and whatever you pay for cover goes to the animal shelter. Yeah, there's giveaways. It's completely for you, yes. you guys don't get anything, right? No, we everything we're, we're actually uh, doing. I think we're doing a raffle and all that stuff, and it's awesome. all it's all for the animal shelter. Awesome. Is is the raffle for a date with Skylar? Because that won't go over well at all. No, I think they're handing out puppies. <laughs> is Skylar handing out the puppies? Because then teenage chicks are going to be all over that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty boy with a puppy. That's pretty much gimme. <laughs> There's a marketing idea for needles. <laughs> Next album cover. Just Skylar surrounded by puppies. You're welcome. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast, does he? I hope not. You should make him listen to it. <laughs> but um yeah, other than that, we're that's all we got going on right now. Okay. Charlie, do you have anything? Um, I'm boring right now. No, I do not. Oh, you're not boring to me. Oh, thanks. Uh, I've got a show on April 4th at The Crypt in Goshen, Indiana. It's a combination music venue. Charlie's breaking out the Halloween decorations early this year. (laughs) And by that, I mean making awkward motions with his throat. But anyway. (laughs) Well, that just opens up a can of worms, though, doesn't it? Uh, April 4th, The Crypt in Goshen, Indiana. It's a combination music venue, arcade, and moped repair shop. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Nothing says metal like beer, games, and a moped. <laughs> I'll be there. Code will be there because, you know. And uh, we'll, we'll 
take pictures just because fucking mopeds and metal. <laughs> Bring a moped home. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see it now. They'll be like, uh, so. We 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 we're not gonna pay you in money, but you've got this custom moped. So, fuck yeah, I'm in driving the shit home. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to do my best to be there as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. He uh, just wants a pony ped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, show is 18 and over. Uh, apparently, it's bring your own beer if you're 21 and up. Well, that makes sense. At least you don't have to worry about the beer sucking. Yeah. Sucking. Uh, Seven dollar cover. Um. April 4th, doors are at 8. Should be a fun time. If nothing else, hey, there's an arcade. And I'll be playing video game music, so it's kind of redundant, but it works out perfectly. Um, so, uh, quick behind-the-scenes moment here. So, uh, Charlie apparently really notices repetition in the podcast and stuff like that, especially since he edits it every week. Um, he gets so, to hear it twice. So, 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 occasionally he'll, you know... About four uh, times at the time everything is said and done. Occasionally he'll make suggestions. It's like, hey, you should do this differently. And I usually, you know, I, I take his suggestions to heart. You know, I don't click my tongue as much anymore. I like to think that I don't say um as much, even though I probably do. No, no, both of those things have gotten significantly better. I actually don't think I've heard either of... I, I don't think you've uh, done the whole lip smack thing in this entire episode, so... You're welcome, job. Matches. Um... <laughs> But the one thing that Charlie has been telling me over the past, like, two weeks is that when I do the plugs at the end, it sounds exactly the same as it always does. So in an effort to try to make it sound slightly different every week... I'm scared. I'm going to say the plugs in different voices. This week, starting with Elmo. <laughs> I don't know which is better, but go ahead. If you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerHeadRadio, follow us on Twitter, say fucking <laughs> and then you made a ass joke with Elmo <laughs> if you have any questions concerns quandaries conundrums or whatever the hell else I say please email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or you can call the official Gamerhead Radio hotline at 94926gamer <laughs> This is the creepiest fucking thing we've ever done. I'm pretty sure I've broken both the other hosts. Holy crap. Ch Charlie, for reference, when you ask me to be less repetitive, this is the kind of thing you get. <laughs> you might as well just put... I am so <laughs> sorry to everybody who hasn't shut off the podcast by now. I am so sorry. I, I feel we should probably do a, a fucking like, PSA with a soundbite that says, Get in the van. <laughs> Thank you.
That's for holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've played the, you know, medical. I played med. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't talk today. Hold on. Give me one minute on mineral gear. Because <laughs> you can't just bounce back from that. <laughs> okay. So I've played Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. I'm- I have to find mineral gear. <laughs> it's in Canada. 